MLM Nation, episode 295. Only listen to people that have produced the results in, in their life that you want for yourself in your life. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. MLM Nation, do you want the next 12 months to be your best year ever? Then you must attend our training event, No BS, No Hype. You could attend either the one in the Gold Coast, Australia on May 12, 13, 14, or our USA event in Los Angeles next year on February 23rd to 25th, 2018. These three-day events feature not only me, but you also learn from seven-figure and multiple six-figure earners. And right now, you can save up to $400 with an early bird price. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and let me ask you, what's your purpose and vision? My purpose in doing what I do is to have a positive impact as many lives as possible, and that's why I founded ML Nation. Now, I'm loud and proud to be in the network marketing profession because I have three beliefs. Number one, network marketing allows us to fulfill our unlimited potential. So write that down. Number two is network marketing allows us to give back more. And I want you, whatever success you have, to give back more. Number three, most important, network marketing allows us to be a better leader at home. It allows us to be better parents, a better spouse, because we're always leading by example. You can take the lessons we learn from these top leaders, from myself, and apply it back to home. And our mission at ML Nation is to empower 10,000 distributors to achieve a full-time income. Now, ML Nation, you must have a clear purpose and vision, because otherwise, you'll never do the uncomfortable things that are necessary for success to happen. That's why your purpose and vision is so important. It's what's going to pull you and motivate you. And before we start today's show, make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like ML Nation, you'll love Networking Times. Each issue is packed with amazing training stories, just like MLM Nation. Go check it out at mlnation.net forward slash times. And now, I'm super fired up. Let's go to today's training. ML Nation, this is Simon Chen. I'm fried up to bring our special show today, the purple episode. So why purple? No, it's not my favorite color, but it's a tribute to the purple cow written by Seth Godin, which is one of the best marketing books I've ever read. I read it back in 2005, and it taught me how to be different and stand out. The lessons I learned in that book helped me build a six-figure passive income MLM business, as well as launch a successful coaching and training business and build three different brands online. So I'm calling this Purple episode as a tribute to Seth Godin, because if it wasn't for his book, I definitely wouldn't be where I am today, and you wouldn't be listening or watching MLM Nation. And the main lesson from the Purple Gal is that you must do everything to be different and stand out. So that's why this is a purple episode because it's different. It stands out from the rest of the episodes. And each episode, purple episode, we'll randomly select something different. And it's going to be a ton of fun. And today we have what we call a MLM super friend. Okay, so MLM super friend. What's that? These are people who are, they really have done so much for the MLM profession. They've added a credibility. They create resources to help distributors and help do trainings. And we have Fernie Sabal. So if you never heard of Fernie, Fernie is, 
Yeah, you can say he's a nerd, okay? He is a, but he's a cool <laughs> nerd. Uh, by the way, he's a f- cool nerd that played football. He was a graduate from MIT, yes, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT, and then got a graduate degree from USC, University of Southern California, in comp sci and electrical engineering. That is nerdy as you can get. Electrical engineering and comp sci. <laughs> so after working for five years as an aerospace engineer, Fernie's entrepreneurial aspirations motivate him to turn to network marketing and internet marketing industry to escape the rat race. Since leaving aerospace in 2008, he has personally been responsible for over $11 million in sales online over the past 10 years in his personal business and helped countless clients produce six-figure and seven-figure annual incomes promoting the business using the internet. Fernie is currently the chief marketing officer of Elite Marketing Pro. It's a marketing, training, and mentorship platform for home-based entrepreneurs. He's also the co-founder of the one of the biggest events, the annual No Excuses Summit. It's the largest home business marketing training event in the world, bringing together the best in the world in Network marketing, affiliate marketing, and internet businesses to train aspiring entrepreneurs in marketing, lead generation, closing, and traffic generation. Fernie is a sought-after speaker, trainer, and coach for entrepreneurs worldwide. And on the side, if he's not busy enough, he's also a black belt martial artist in the art of Hua Rangdo. I hope I pronounced it correctly. And also plays handball. If you don't know what handball is, it's the one with the little blue ball you hit against the wall almost every day. So Fernie, I've given ML Nation just a brief intro, but... How does a guy from MIT with, or, with graduate degrees in comp sci, electrical engineering, uh, working aerospace, turn to network marketing? Uh, well, well, thanks, Simon, for, for you know doing that intro exactly like I wrote it. I will send you the $100 as I promised. So it's in, it's in the mail, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to make you look good, right? <laughs> well... Uh, yeah, interesting story, man. Yeah, I, you know, I grew up uh, poor in, in East Los Angeles. Uh, you know, my parents were all born in Mexico. I was born in East LA, just like the movie. And, uh, you know, my what can I say? My parents did an amazing job uh, making sure I stayed out of trouble and uh, just forced me to focus on, on my schoolwork. And I did really well in school, even growing up in a in not so great neighborhood. And I was the first person in my high school to actually you know, have the opportunity to attend MIT. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was a big deal. Uh, I went there with crazy aspirations. And what's funny is that when I, I, on the way to MIT, while going there and going through all the introductions that make you sit through, they sell you the dream. They tell you, like, your life is going to be, you know, different forever now that you're going to the school. Uh, you're going to pretty much be able to write your own check and, and do anything you want, and, and life's going to be all good. And after coming out of there, I had an incredible time there. It was super hard. Um, literally, the the smartest people I've ever met, you know, I met there, and they're still my friends. So I'm friends with some of the smartest people in the world. I could say that, and that sounds pretty cool. And uh, and so, but coming out of there uh, with a degree in, in some, from such a prestigious institution, I expected to be able to just you know have the world be my oyster. And what resulted was that I just ended up getting a job. And uh, I went to the work for the aerospace industry, and I was wasn't happy there um, for a lot of reasons. But bottom line is because I just didn't. I, I felt like I was destined for more, and my life was meant more than than to just sit in a cubicle and work on, you know, engineering stuff. And while aerospace and all that was cool, I worked on top secret space programs. It still wasn't fulfilling, and so uh, for the next uh, you know five years that I was in aerospace, I I was trying to figure out how I can get out of there. 
And no one offered me any good options in terms of being able to get out of that kind of, you know, being a cubicle slave. And one day my, my buddy, uh, who I, I was a homework partner with at USC, uh, he sent me a text message uh, through AOL Instant Messenger back then and uh, invited me to, to w come watch a presentation uh, at, his, at, his, uh, at his house. And I thought it was a presentation for a new startup company that he wanted to do. And I was like, yeah, startup company, entrepreneurship, let's do it. And it turned out to be a board plan for, uh, for one of the oldest MLM companies in the, in the world. And, uh, you know, even though I didn't want to do it, it didn't seem authentic to me. I didn't, it was like, I'm not a salesperson. I'm not, I'm not that type of person. I don't want to be involved in one of those pyramid deals. After I thought long and hard about, about it, I really had no other option if I wanted to get out of my job. And so I said, what the heck? And I, I signed up and that's how I got involved in network marketing. Now, since you went through a lot of education, I think one of the challenges is people to change their mindset. As you did school, 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 and you worked hard. How did you start thinking entrepreneur differently? Was did you read a book? Because I think that I have a lot of friends that you know went to Ivy League schools and they're just thinking of job, corporate, study, study. How did you? What was the mindset? Or did you read a book or somebody had a mentor that changed the way you start thinking for you to be open minded to that opportunity? Uh, no, no, I, I didn't. Um... Fortunately, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs come out of MIT. Uh, you know, so you know what I thought was entrepreneurship was you had to invent something or create something cool like a Facebook. In fact, one of my fraternity brothers, he's the founder of Dropbox. Uh, that's kind of like you know that's the environment I'm in. People are innovating, and so that's what I thought entrepreneurship was. So, uh, you know, when being in an environment where people are creating new and amazing things that are changing the world. Um, you know, that's where I kind of got the bug. I wanted to make an impact. I wanted to do something really awesome that made an impact in the world. Uh, except, you know, by I'm admitting that I didn't have the the skill and the just the innovation, the innovative talent that a lot of my my friends did uh, at MIT. And so while a lot of them ended up doing some pretty incredible things and innovating, uh, that's just my mind didn't work uh, technically from an engineering standpoint in that, in that direction. Uh, my mind works more. How do I kind of like figure out the shortcut? How do I, how do I become more efficient in what I'm doing? How do I, how do I do things in, through, you know, following an easier, more clever path? And so, just you know, slogging it away for hours coding and, and creating something like that wasn't my idea of 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 heaven. It was more like hell. And so I, I needed. I knew that I wanted to do something that can impact the world. But I knew it wasn't going to be by innovating the next Facebook or, or Instagram or something like that. So you joined this network marketing company. How did you do in the first couple of weeks? Yeah, the first yeah the first uh, few months I actually did pretty well. I was uh, the top recruiter in my organization, and what's the funny thing is I actually developed my recruiting skill sets from being in a fraternity because fraternities have rush week and uh, and so we actually have to make cold calls to incoming freshmen who are coming into MIT. And so I would make cold calls. I was the only one in my fraternity willing to do these cold calls. No one else wanted to do them. And I ended up uh, learning through trial and error how to recruit um, into my fraternity. And those skill sets proved worthwhile when I entered network marketing. And so I ended up recruiting quite a few people very quickly. And I out-recruited everyone that was upline to me uh, up through through the the top earner in, in my in my uh, upline, you know, uh, path, 
However, uh, pretty soon I realized that it wasn't just about me being able to recruit people. Um, it was also, you know, how do I get my downline to recruit because they weren't duplicating. And because I had learned my recruiting uh, skills so organically, I wasn't taught those skills. I wasn't, I wasn't given a system or a process to follow or a step-by-step blueprint. I wasn't able to teach my downline. And so pretty much uh, my organization started to kind of unravel as quickly as I built it because uh, I wasn't able to give them the skill sets that I had attained, you know, through another venture, basically. What was the worst point for you in network marketing? Uh, pretty, I mean, the there was a lot of, you know, bad points in network marketing. Um, uh, overall, uh, I... I did not enjoy the recruiting process. Everything that you have to do from an offline standpoint, prospect, cold market prospecting, uh, prospecting friends and family, I didn't enjoy it. Um, in fact, I really didn't like it at all. But I did it because that's what what was asked of me to do. You know, I was just following uh, the the kind of like the recommendations from my mentors, and that's what I did. Um, but the worst point for me was uh, being in uh, in at work uh, in, in the aerospace company I worked at and having a conversation with one, somebody I respected deeply and pretty much it, it turned into a, an argument where he was pretty much telling me all the reasons why what I was doing was was a scam not working no one succeeds and all this stuff and I was pretty much there defending you know this industry uh, against somebody I deeply respected and who I had a deep friendship with and uh, and and so that messes with your mind. Anything, any interaction like that messes with your mind. It's like poison. It's toxic. And it, it does a lot to demotivate. But this this conversation in particular had a deep impact. And, uh, and you know, later that, after that conversation or argument uh, concluded, uh, obviously nothing's resolved when you argue with somebody when, you know, when you say you're right, they're wrong and vice versa. Nothing ever happens. Um, but later that evening, I went to actually a meeting with, with my organization and my network marketing company. And, uh, and while I was driving back from that meeting, something just happened. I got just really emotional because I, I think I, that was a point where I fully committed to this business, to, to myself, first and foremost, that come hell or high water, I was going to make it in this industry. I was going to you know, make an impact. And there was no turning back. And I, I got really emotional, broke down in tears while I'm driving, barely able to see as I'm driving. And I, and I can't really tell you what it was. I think I just reflected so much on that conversation from somebody I respected. That was, the, in my head, that was the last hump I needed to get over. I needed to get over the emotional baggage I had around acceptance from my peers and the people I respected in another field. You know, again, I my friends are some of the most brilliant people in the world. So their criticism has an impact on me. You know, their feedback has an impact on me. And so when you're, when, when I know that these people are a lot smarter than me uh, in certain respects, um, it's a very tough uh, mental hurdle to get over. And so I think that evening is when I got over that mental hurdle. And, and I said to myself, look, they might, these, these folks they might, may have high IQs, they might be experts in their field, they might be uh, respected around the world. But I know more about network marketing than they do. Hmm. They don't know crap about network marketing. I know more about this than they do. And I, and and if there was a test, I would school them and they would flunk it. And that was the at that point when I emotionally got over that part of it, I no longer sought acceptance from anybody. So if 
if I can get over, uh, you know, wanting acceptance from brilliant people that I knew, then, uh, you know, that, that, that was a, a big turning point for me. And I knew that there was hope for other people as well. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's a major point. I mean, they may be smarter and know more about other things, but network marketing, you know way, way more than they do. And that's why you're on the right path. Yeah, I'll tell when I hear a, a quick quick story. I um, my belief became so strong in what I was doing in this industry and the stuff I was doing on the internet because I eventually transitioned to doing stuff online. That at one point I was out with my friends and with MIT friends, again brilliant people, and one guy just started for no reason started kind of crapping all over what I was doing in my industry, calling me a scammer, all this stuff, and I just stopped him with a beer in my hand. I was like, put the beer down. I'm like. Look, I believe so strongly in what I'm doing, I'm willing to kick your ass to prove it right now. And so if you believe so strongly in what you're telling me, then then let, let's let's go outside because I'm willing to fight for, for what I'm doing, what I believe. And at that point, he backed off because it was clear that he was just talking out of his own head and he didn't truly believe the criticism that he was giving out because he wasn't willing to defend it. Hmm. I'm willing to defend it with, with you know my knuckles in my own life. And that, you know, I'm not saying it's for anyone to do this, but that's how strong my belief was. At that point, uh, I was willing to fight to protect it. Uh, let's, before we talk about your transition to online marketing, um, you said you were very good at cold calling because you did your during a fraternity during rush week. You would call incoming freshmen. Can you give us maybe two or three tips on cold market, cold calling? Uh, well, I wasn't, uh, so it wasn't cold calling per se. It was cold market recruiting. So, I mean, meeting people in public and starting up a conversation and um you know the first and foremost you got to listen so uh, i think the the problem that a lot of networkers have is that they're given the wrong mentorship the wrong mentorship advice and what i mean by that is i was told that all i needed to do was bring more people to meetings bring more people bring more people so recruit find more people bring them to their meetings and then we'll take care of the rest and i was giving that instruction bring more people but if you actually listen to that, it's a very selfish, uh, you know, piece of advice because I'm thinking in my head, okay, if I want to grow my business, I need to find more people. And so that's what I need to do. Uh, what the advice should be is you, people should be advised, you need to listen for people who have problems or, or aspirations or desires that our product or our business can help fulfill. So, you know, listen for people who have problems, who our products or, or, or opportunity can help solve, or who have desires or aspirations that our, our product or opportunity can help fulfill. If I was given that piece of advice, I would have cut my own learning curve. But also, I think a lot of other networkers would be approaching their prospecting, whether it's cold calling or cold market recruiting, with the proper mindset. It's a, it has to be a mindset of service to others. If, if you're worried about your income, if you're worried about you know, how broke you are, et cetera, and, and you're coming from a, from a point of desperation, people are going to sense that, that you're just in it for yourself and you're going to come out like the creepy guy that just wants to get somebody into their deal. Um, if, if you can't demonstrate how, to, how what you have can solve problems in people's lives, then you don't have a business. And so that's what I recommend. Listen before you talk. Listen for pe to people and ask, and, and ask questions that will kind of bring out their deepest desires or their deepest issues that they're dealing with in their life. And then if there's a match, 
then make the invitation to to say, hey, uh, you know, you talked a lot about about this going on in your life. Um, if I can show you a way where I can help you resolve this issue, would you be interested in learning more? And if you know, no one's going to say no to that because they just told you what their problem is, and you're offering them a solution like a true friend would, and not like some some swarmy pyramid scheme guy. Mm. Now let's um, talk about online marketing. How did you transition to doing things online? Uh, so, so obviously the the whole thing with my kind of my downline unraveling because I wasn't able to mentor them uh, because I didn't you know know what I knew. I didn't know how to how break it down into a, a systematic approach. And so I went online because I was pretty much tired of of the advice and and I was being given in my uh, company, which is not uncommon in the network marketing industry which is what I just described. You just got to find more people, find more people. It's not selling, it's sharing and that, that type of garbage. And so, you know, the, the bottom line is, is we are selling. We are exchanging dollars in exchange for a product. And so that is the definition of sales. And sales requires influence. So you got to be able to effectively influence. I just taught you guys a way to, have a, to influence somebody in a way that's going to serve them. And so, so, but I didn't know that back then. And so somehow I went online one day and I found an ad and I clicked on that ad and it brought me to a website. And that website uh, was a, a site called Magnetic Sponsoring. And the site doesn't exist anymore, but the book, the, con, you know, the, the content that I learned is still on Amazon. You can buy Magnetic Sponsoring on Amazon. And that's where I learned the concepts of, of, of online marketing, how to actually learn the marketing skill sets for the purposes of attracting prospects to you as opposed to you, you know, chasing after them. And so, so that was, you know, it's, you know, this concept has been labeled magnetic sponsoring, it's called attraction marketing, uh, online recruiting, whatever you label you give it. The point is now you're leveraging technology and specifically you're, lever you're leveraging marketing skill sets uh, to attract people. And so that's what I learned. And when I was going through this content, what I loved about it, being an engineer, is that it was a very step-by-step, process-oriented approach. It was like, first you do this, then this happens, then this happens, then this happens. This is how the, the machine works. And, and it's predictable. They had, you had metrics, so you can actually uh, measure your results. I got this many clicks to my website. I generated this many prospects. And out of those prospects, you know, so many converted to either customers or, or, or people in my business. And I'm able to measure the results and know whether I'm getting a return on my investment. You know, and so having that type of the, the metrics and then the process, uh, process oriented approach was so it was such a relief from from the garbage that I had been you know fed in my organization because now somebody was telling me, yes, we are selling, and you shouldn't be shy about saying you're selling, and you need to learn a methodical, proven approach for selling what you have. And, and attracting people to you. And so, so that's primarily, that's what I learned. I learned about not just online marketing. I learned that, that business is about creating systems and creating systems that start with step one, step two, step three, and that anyone you bring in should be able to, you should be able to teach those steps to them and they should be able to duplicate, you know, what, what you've uh, taught them. And, and this is not just, you know, these concepts later on, later on, I found that they also apply to offline recruiting for, for network marketing as well. Uh, Tim Sales is one of my mentors, and I went through his training on how to create a similar, you know, uh, process-oriented way of building um, through, his, through his training. 
And so he was the first person in network marketing, first network marketing leader that ever taught offline recruiting in a very process and step oriented way that I really appreciated. And I've, if I had ever found, if I had found his stuff before I found internet marketing, I probably would have never gone online, but you know, thank God I did. But so, so, you know, the big lesson for me from, from online marketing was that uh, I learned a methodical, predictable approach that can be taught to other people. Really good stuff. And uh, Tim Sales is definitely one of my mentors. Awesome stuff with the professional provider back in the day. Uh, very, very, very awesome trainer there. Now, let's talk about attracting people because uh, you are selling with attracting people. What are some tips? Like if someone's listening to this, they're struggling, what are some simple tips or the first thing they should do to start attracting people to them instead of just, talk, instead of just talking to more people? Yeah, well, so attraction is about, you know, you know, displaying or showing something uh, that other people can see or observe or hear that that they want. You know, so, for example, you know, when I was talking about listening, uh, you're listening for people's problems. And eventually, if you listen enough, you start noticing that the same problems start coming up over and over again for the types of people that would be interested in either your product or your opportunity. And so once you understand what are some of the most common problems that and desires that people have for your the, for the person that would best fit your product or service, then now you can put out marketing messages. You can even start as simple as as uh, on your on your Facebook post, uh, putting out something that that would that would be attractive to your target market using the language that they use to describe their problems, using um. You know, using the benefits that your own prospects that that you've listened to have used to describe uh, what what they would like to, you know, create in their life, and these posts should be written in a way where either you've produced a certain result in your life, or you've helped somebody else produce a certain result in their life, or you heard uh, of somebody say upline that's produced a certain result in their life, and and all you're doing is acknowledging them. You're just saying, I'm so proud of of John for achieving this. Uh, he's worked really hard. Uh, I'm inspired by him and I'm, I'm so happy that I'm working with him. And, and by just simply doing posts like that without mentioning your company name, without mentioning what product you're using, you're simply putting things out, out in the world, especially through social media that people eventually go, you know what? I want to know what Fernie's doing. Uh, I'm going to message him. And then they start, they message you. And, and an example of, of this was, was one of our members inside our elite marketing pro. Her name is Julie Burke. She's a multiple six-figure earner in her network marketing company. And 80% of her organization was recruited online through social media. Her first post ever that she did on her on her Facebook profile was about her own, you know, she was already a very fit person. Um, and But she went on her company's product. And after a week, she noticed that she lost like uh, a total of six inches around her waist and her thighs and, you know, lost so, so many pounds and her body fat went, you know, percentage went from this to this. And she just said, I'm, I'm so happy. You know, I'm, I'm feeling amazing. I just had, you know, this past week has been awesome because of these results I produced. Uh, uh, you know, I feel awesome. So she didn't say, if you want to know how I did it, message me. If You know, and she didn't brand her company or brand her product on that post. All she did was tell people, on social media that she had produced a certain result in her life and it made her happy. And over the next 12 days, 45 people messaged her from that one post. And her first month, she made $2,300 in commissions from her company, her first month. 
And of course, she went on to be, to do multiple six figures. So she had stumbled upon something that that was powerful. She put out uh, a, a kind of a case study of herself without being swarmy or slimy, but the, the benefit was clear. She knew how to how to uh, lose weight and be healthier. And if there was any, anyone reading that message that wanted to have that result, she was now the authority. And in order to learn how she did it, they needed to contact her. Mm. Awesome. Julie Brooks, an amazing leader. She's been on ML Nation. You can go to mlnation.net forward slash podcast. Just do look for Julie Burke there and you get the episode number. Um, what are some common, and by the way, Fernie, I love how you share that. Even if you haven't had success, you can acknowledge someone's success. Right, I think mean, I think mm-hmm. that's something something that stops a lot of people. I'm not successful yet, so they don't feel comfortable. But you can easily do what Fernie just suggested. You can acknowledge someone's success. Now, on the other side, what are some uh, mistakes that people make with online marketing in MLM? Uh, it's it's kind of like what I what I just described is like they they try to brand their company. They they try to make the company the big deal, and I know that's a, that's what the company usually wants you to do, and they have the best intentions. Uh, don't get me wrong, but the, the bottom line is people don't care about uh, a product or a company. They don't care that the company is debt-free. They don't care that the company has the best leadership or the best comp plan. They care about results. And, and, and the results are going to be the benefit that's in it for them. And if they see it happening in somebody that's close to them, then they'll, they'll be more interested. And so, uh, and so when I said about Julie's post, the, the, the genius of her post was that she didn't mention her company. All she said is, I, I had this experience, I'm feeling amazing, and I'm so grateful. And then people reach out to her because that post positioned her as the authority because now she knew something that they didn't on how to produce a result that they wanted in their lives. Therefore, when they reach out to her, they're looking for, for advice and consulting. When you put posts out on social media that brand your company and you're, maybe you're putting out the, a really you know well-produced video that your company put together on how awesome your product and your company is, when you do that, you disempower yourself as a leader because you make it all about the company and and you now become a commodity because that's what everybody on social media is doing. Everybody's putting out information on how wonderful their company is and, and very likely blocking those people that are doing that because they don't care. Uh, because it, once you put your company name out there, they can easily Google you, figure out what you're all about, They'll probably find bad reviews and they go, okay, I know, I know what he's doing. It's all, you know, a, sh- a charade. So it, it causes more harm than good by, by uh, doing that. But more importantly, it's disempowering you. You want to be the consultant. You want to be the authority more than anything else. And the only way to do that is demonstrate to people that you can help them produce a result indirectly by, by producing their results in your life first. Fernie, you've done a lot, and you you host an amazing event, No Excuses. Can you talk a little bit about that event? Yeah, the No Excuses Summit was the first one was in 2010. Uh, and so back then, there were no real big generic uh, network marketing events, uh, especially as it related to to things being done online. In fact, um, I mean, for the past, past 10 years, I, I won't lie, we've had – people that don't look very kindly upon what I do because uh, what we do is disruptive. It's disruptive to the industry because the industry has operated in a certain way for so long. And, and so, and so you know, people that are used to a certain way don't like radical change. And so, uh, but that's, you know, in any industry, 
cre- innovating and creating something that's innovative and, and disruptive ultimately ends up being a good thing. And I think over time, we've you know what we've done is proven to add you know add more value to people's lives than than you know some may want to admit. And the No Excuses Summit was almost like a coming out party. It's like we're going to have this this big badass event and and actually show what we're doing uh, in this space and the strategies we're, we're utilizing to build very diverse businesses, network marketing, direct sales, affiliate marketing. So we had a mix of a lot of different types of home businesses that were represented. Um, but the bottom line is we were all there to learn a different way. If you want to learn the the you know the old school traditional stuff, that's cool. We just weren't going to teach it at our event. Uh, you know, those things are necessary. They're, they're an important part because you still have, at some point you got to get on the phone with somebody and, 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 and talk to them. But how you get them on the phone is what we were teaching, you know, a different way rather than, you know, cold market recruiting on, in public, we were saying, Hey, you know, learn how to do some Facebook advertising or, or some advertising in general and attract people to you or operate in social media a certain way that makes you attractive. Uh, here's how you would, you know, do X, Y, Z instead of doing this other thing that that you don't like doing. And so No Excuses Summit was a collaboration with some of the top online uh, leaders in the network marketing space. And, uh, you know, from beginning to end, that that event was put together in less than three months, uh, striking the deal with the hotel, everything. And it was a huge success, had, had almost a thousand people there. And uh, it was just a, an incredible experience. It was probably the most fulfilling experience I've ever had from an entrepreneurship standpoint because of the lives we impacted. People that attended that event were Ray Higdon. Now, that was his first introduction to uh, you know, any type of online strategy. Uh, Vince Reed was at that event. Uh, and, and so you know, those two monsters, you know, David Wood was at that event. And so when you, when you realize that the impact that we made, um, you know, I, I could have died that very next week and be have been absolutely fulfilled coming out of that event. And we keep doing it every year because of the impact we make. Uh, Angel Fletcher, who's a top earner in her company, number one earner, seven-figure earner, she went to No Excuses 4, I believe. And when she was there, she was flat broke. And then there she met a few people that, uh, you know, it, it started the, the chain reaction that, that led to her finding her business and, and creating the results in her life. Awesome, and uh, we've had uh, Angel Fletcher on the show. Uh, you just go to mlnation.net for slash podcast. Amazing leader, top leader at her company. And also, you know, uh, you mentioned Ray Higdon. He was all the way back in one of the first episodes, episode three. We talked about that, where he was at the first No Excuses, and he said he wanted to be mm-hmm. on stage, and he made it go, and next year he was on stage speaking at No Excuses too. Yeah, and it's because we were so incredibly impressed with the results he produced out of the event. So Ray's, Ray's an animal. You know, if you teach him something, he's going to implement faster and harder than anybody else. And so he's at the event. He's learning all this stuff. He's taking notes. And then he's implementing while he's at the event. He's making money before he's leaving Vegas uh, from the stuff he was learning. And then he just, you know, took it to a whole other level. So now he's like one of the true uh, ambassadors we have for what we do in the online space uh, and so, so he's, you know, obviously he's extremely well known and a big part of his business, uh, before he retired from network marketing was built online. And so he's not gonna, for the sake of, of pleasing certain people, he's not going to lie about that. 
he had a lot of internet marketers in his team, and he was very happy that he did. Yeah, he did. And you can go check out that episode. That was all the way back, episode three. I actually uh, interviewed him about two years ago. Episode three, mlnation.net forward slash 003. And Ray actually talks about that, how uh, at that first No Excuses event. So um, where do you see, in terms of your vision, how do you see network marketing changing? Where do you see this profession headed to in the next 10, 20 years, Fernie? Well, I mean, bottom line is... is uh, it's going to be heavily influenced by technology and whatever communication mediums millennials are using today uh, are going to be the, the communication mediums of the future for this industry. Because asking, uh, asking somebody that's used, had been used to operating a certain way their entire life and communicating a certain way their entire life and asking them to change and all of a sudden communicate differently is not a good idea for growth in any industry. You, the industry has to adapt to the people, not the other way around. And so I think that's what's changing. The, the methods that we pioneered uh, back in um, the mid-2000s and created creating attraction marketing, th- that's where the future is. It's going to be in technology. It might not be exactly as it was what was established back, you know, 10 years ago. But, it you know, essentially the idea of creating a funnel, of creating a sales process that's that's uh, built with purpose and it's, and it's, uh, and it's predictable and it's measurable. Those are, I think those ideas are going to become very popular in the network marketing space because when you go online, there's so much going on. You have to know whether your efforts are, are producing a result or not. So the, the cool thing about doing things online, whether you're doing social media recruiting, uh, you know, advertising online or, or building funnels or whatever you're doing or holding online presentations or webinars is all this can be measured easily. And, uh, and, and so whatever gives us the ability to measure our efforts and the ROI on those efforts is what's going to take hold, I believe. Mm. By the way, where can, uh, you had mentioned no excuses. Where can people learn more about the event? Uh, they can just go to, go to EliteMarketingPro.com and subscribe to our newsletter. We'll be announcing very soon uh, where no excuses will be taking place. It, it'll take place this spring, late spring. Um, we're locking in uh, the the venue as we speak. Uh, it'll very likely be in Las Vegas again. So so just go to EliteMarketingPro.com and and opt into our newsletter there. Uh, you can subscribe to to the Attraction Marketing Formula Bootcamp, and you can learn all the, the internet marketing stuff that I've been talking about. And and when when the time is right, you'll get the notification for the event as well. Want to grow your business faster and make your next 12 months your best year ever? Then you must go to our training, No BS, No Hype, in Gold Coast, Australia, or No BS, No Hype, USA, in Los Angeles. You've probably already seen on Facebook what people have said about our training workshops and events, and now I'm bringing my No BS, No Hype training to two major events. Number one, for my friends down under in Australia, I've got something super special and exciting. We're doing our first big event in Australia in the Gold Coast on May 12, 13, 14. This will be at least 10 times better and bigger than my normal workshops. Go check it out at mlnation.net forward slash events. And for our friends in North America and Europe, our next event will be in Los Angeles in February 2018. This three-day training event is on February 23rd to 25th. 2018 in Los Angeles and will feature not only three days of training for me, but also seven-figure and multiple six-figure earners. And right now, you can save up to $400 and get your early bird tickets at mlnation.net forward slash events. 
If you listen to ML Nation, you already know how the major breakthrough for almost all the leaders came at an event. And right now, it's your turn. Go make the best investment you can do today and attend No BS, No Hype. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. Awesome. Hey, as we go towards the end of the show, this is my, one of my favorite parts, picking your brain. Uh, and these could be short answers. The first one is what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Oh, my success quote. I have to actually – here, let me look it up real quick. It's actually um, – it's not a short one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but, but fortunately, it's on my Facebook profile, so I'm just going to pull it up real quick. Uh, so the, you asked about a quote. Um, the quote is from the book War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, one of my favorite books. Um, it's a really short book. You could probably read – most people here can read it in one sitting. Uh, and so the, the quote is, are you, para- are you paralyzed with fear? That's a good sign. Fear is good. Like self-doubt, fear is an indicator. Fear, t- fear tells us what we have to do. Remember our rule of thumb. The more sacred we, we are of a work or calling, the more sure we can be that we have to do it. The more scared we are of a work or calling, the more sure we – can be that we have to do it. Resistance is experienced as fear. The degree of fear equates the strength of the resistance. Therefore, the more fear we feel uh, about a specific enterprise, the more certain we can be that that enterprise is important to us and the growth of our soul. Mm, good. You know, I read War of Art like years ago, four or five years ago. I need to go back and read that again. That's very good. Fear is good. Um, Fernie, what is one habit that's helped you become successful? Huh, habit. Well, so one thing I'll just so you guys know, even though I, you know, it's, we talked about me going to MIT and, and doing really well in school and all this stuff, the, 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 the irony of it all is that I'm actually very lazy. I'm, I'm naturally very lazy. And so if there's a way for me to kind of just not do something, I won't, you know, I, I'm, I'm representative of what my martial arts teacher calls human inertia. If there's no force poking at me, then I won't move and I'll just sit there. And so, and so, so, you know, I, I don't think I'm that different from most people in that I just, I like to relax and chill and, and I'm not that A type personality. And so, however, one thing that, that pushed me greatly is I have a, a fear of disappointing mentors and teachers. And so, you know, for me that it was important to understand that about myself, that I have a fear of, of, of disappointing mentors or teacher. I, once I, I plug in with somebody I deeply respect, I don't want to disappoint them. Therefore, that motivates me. And so for, for my advice to you, you may not be that way. If you're that way, then great. What you want to do is basically plug into mentors who are going to hold you accountable. And, and where the real uh, you know threat of disappointing them exists, because you're not going to want to do that, and that's going to want to motivate you. But you're going to need to figure out what your natural tendencies are and and put people in place and create an environment that's going to help push you in a certain direction. Um, becoming aware of my natural tendencies and that I'm naturally lazy unless I have this thing, this thing in place in my life uh, has done a lot for me because now I strategically put things in place in my life that don't allow me to kind of become complacent and lazy. And so it can be finding the right business partner that's very different from you. So having a business partner that's that's very different from you and motivated by different things can help push you because you kind of balance each other out. Um, having certain mentors, uh, maybe maybe the, the the 
for health and wellness, the person you uh, have as a mentor or a coach in your personal training, I do martial arts. That's, you know, so I didn't hire a personal trainer. I hired a master who, who basically for at least an hour when I'm training, I have to follow everything he tells me or else I'm screwed. And so you have to figure out what it is that's going to, that motivates you and, and create an environment that's conducive for that. There's only so much willpower we have. So I know the things I need to do in order to, to be successful, the, the, the right things and the wrong things. And sometimes if I'm left alone, I may just default to the wrong things, even though I know I'm doing that. So I need to create an environment that doesn't allow me to fall into those bad habits. Really good stuff. That's really good. Because um, we default to the wrong things. We're all lazy deep down, right? What's the best advice you ever received? That, that's a, I mean, that's a lot. But there's, there's one thing that comes out uh, immediately. And, and it might sound weird at first. It's uh, don't listen to anybody. And so that comes from a martial arts uh, teacher. And it was actually advice that I didn't get. I heard, overheard the advice. And, uh, and as soon as I heard it, I was like, I got it. I was like, yes. And, and it wasn't – the advice wasn't geared towards anybody in terms of a mentor or people that, that are trying to help you in your business. The advice is geared towards forces in your life. You know, well-meaning people can be very negative in your life. Your friends, your family can, can uh, you know, be a force that drags you down. And so love them but don't listen to them. <laughs> and anyone that, that's trying to – anyone that's trying to just keep you uh, from moving forward in what you – you've committed to uh, love them, but don't listen to them. And, and so, and listen to the people that only listen to the people that have produced the results in, in their life that you want for yourself in your life. Do you have a favorite online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote or a favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? <clears throat> uh, yeah. So there's two big apps that I use all the time. Actually three, I'm sorry. There's Evernote. So I dump everything in Evernote. So, uh, there, there's an issue now with Evernote where uh, there's some privacy stuff going on. I'm not sure how it's resolved, but as a service, it's awesome because previously when I took notes, <clears throat> there was no cohesive place that I took would place those notes or documents or whatever. And so they'd end up in a folder somewhere and it'd be hard for me to find them ever again. And so now with Evernote, literally everything that's important, every piece of copy I write, every email I write, uh, article that I find interesting, uh, important documents, etc. I put it, I dump it all in Evernote. If I ever need to retrieve it again, they have a little search engine where I can just search for certain keywords and it pops up. And so Evernote is is the you know a lifesaver in terms of dumping uh, everything that that may have been important at some point in time. Uh, and the other thing is Dropbox. I use Dropbox heavily because we uh, I operate in a business that we're we're sharing content with our team constantly. So I drop videos in there to share with other people. So Dropbox is, if you're constantly sharing files with people, then uh, Evernote and Dropbox are, are huge for me. And finally, I use uh, a program called Slack. And so Slack, that, that, that's, that probably might not apply to most people here. Slack is like an instant messaging system that's intended for business purposes. So uh, in our team here at Elite Marketing Pro, we have uh, about a dozen uh, different team members uh, that fill different roles in our company. And then on top of that, we have, you know, a, c a couple of dozen uh, coaches. And so, you know, our team is literally over 30 people. And so uh, Slack allows us, gives us the ability to communicate instantly and, and efficiently with each other. 
uh, and it's more efficient than sending a text message. And you could always turn it off if you're, you know, busy. Aside from The War of Art by Pressview, any other book you could recommend to animation? <clears throat> uh, let me see. So it's funny because the books I'm reading now uh, are the books that are meant more for like the corporate mind because I'm building a company. So they're, they're a, a little bit different. Um, you know, the John Maxwell books made a huge impact early on in, in my life, the 360 degree leader, uh, not just the book, but the program and, and talent is never enough. Uh, those two books really were impactful for me in, uh, in the beginning of my network marketing career. Cause I mean, uh, the one thing I will say about my original network marketing company and the organization is that what they lacked in, in terms of actual content and skill sets that they taught they definitely made up for in personal development. And so we went through the personal development ringer and uh, read some incredible books and even had John Maxwell. And I met John Maxwell and uh, it was it was really awesome. So anything by John Maxwell, especially 360 Degree Leader and Talent is Never Enough, I highly recommend. I also, from a personal development standpoint, I'm going to recommend something. It's not a, a book. It's a, a course or it's a, it's a seminar, the Landmark Forum was probably the most powerful personal development program I ever went through. And and that was the one of the key things that helped turn my business around. In 2007, I went through the Landmark Forum. In 2008, I quit my job. And the fact that I did the forum the previous year prior to quitting my job and, and being financially free was not a coincidence. And so I highly recommend finding the, your local uh, office for the Landmark Forum and taking uh, that seminar. And here's the last question, Fernie. The million-dollar question. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, it would, it would have helped if you like told me about some of these questions ahead of time. <laughs> no, it's more fun on, on the off the cuff, man. Hey, so imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one. You know, you're like an alien that went to another <clears> planet, but you, you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. So you're an alien that spoke English. What's the first thing you do, or the first place you go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? Uh, Facebook, you know, bottom line, uh, you know, what we teach at Elite Marketing Pro is we, we, we start people off with what they have. And if they have the knowledge, it's like learn some very basic uh, recruiting strategies through social media and get started there because you can learn social media recruiting and then evolve because as you're doing that, as you're doing social media recruiting, you're going to, your skill set is going to evolve and you're going to start creating a following of people that are, that uh, you know, kind of recognize you for certain things. And as you create that following, that's going to eventually lead you to developing a brand and an online presence that you can grow beyond just, just Facebook. And so, but if I was starting a network marketing business today from scratch with the knowledge I have, I would take the social media recruiting strategies we teach uh, at, at EMP and, and start implementing there and, and partner up with a company that has a product that produces a, a, a very real and tangible result. Uh, an example of that tangible result would be like a company that has a weight loss product or a company that has a product that, uh, you know, related to skincare, only because, you know, you can you can case study those things and uh, and then utilizing social media as your vehicle for uh, for finding prospects and building from there and eventually growing a big brand, build list, big list and uh, everything, everything else that we've been doing for the past 10 years. 
Awesome. Hey, Fernie, thank you so much. As you wrap up, any last words of advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you uh, and learn more about what you do? Uh, just go to EliteMarketingPro.com and, uh, and connect with us there. We, we, uh, if you go there on the, on the homepage, there's a, a big banner across the top, and it's inviting you to learn some social media recruiting strategies, which you can immediately apply into your business. So, uh, you know, when I started in this industry, uh, or when I started doing stuff online, my, my network marketing business kind of hit a pause because I needed to learn these these more advanced internet marketing things. Now you don't have to do that because you have social media. You can learn all those cool internet marketing things while you're learning and actively building for your network marketing business using social media recruiting. So uh, that so they can go to EliteMarketingPro.com and uh, subscribe for some free training on, on how to recruit through social media and then go from there. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with Fernie Ceballos. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and just type in Fernie, F-E-R-N-Y, at the search bar. And the show notes and all the nuggets of wisdom, also links to contact Fernie, and also learn more about No Excuses, will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing and business, you must help others. So Fernie, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you. And we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, Fernie, and God bless you. Thanks, buddy. Really appreciate you having me. Thanks, everybody, for being on. Don't forget, if you want a major breakthrough in your business, then you must go to our training, No BS, No Hype, in the Gold Coast, Australia, in May 2017, or No BS, No Hype, USA, in Los Angeles, in February 2018. And right now, you can save up to $400 on an early bird ticket. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. Go register, and I look forward to seeing you there. ML Nation, is Simon Chan, and an awesome show with Fernie Ceballos. Here's a little quick recap here. First of all, connect with him. Thank you, Fernie, for sharing. You can go to mlnation.net. Just search for Fernie, F-E-R-N-Y, and on the search bar, and you can see all the sh- uh the link to the show notes, the nuggets of wisdom you shared there. Um, a lot of good tips here. You know, talk about co- number one, prospecting-wise, just recruiting. The key is to listen. Listen, listen, right? You have to be able to listen uh, to people. And it's not just talking to more people. I think Fernie really brought up a great point. It's not talking to more people, but talking to people who have problems or desires that your product and business can fulfill, right? And once you listen more, it also allows you how to brand yourself to position yourself when you create the, the post, the Facebook, social media, what to put there is like, you know, before you fish, you got to know what the bait is, right? You got to, but you have to listen and you always have to be a service to others. Stop thinking about yourself, but start, start thinking about how can you serve other people and people, you know, people come to you. Just like, you know, ML Nation, how did you found us? Because we, you know, we provide a service to you. We provide trainings three times a week, you know, podcasts, we do a blog, we do social media posts. Uh, it's servicing other people. All right. Next point, uh, which was really good for Fernie. By the way, I just find this inspiring. People who are very well educated, super smart, from MIT, from USC grad school, electrical engineer, and you know he got another degree. I can't remember what it is, but so smart, but in network marketing. But you know, I think one of the this is really good. He was really down when one of his close friends made fun of him and got into like a fight. And the turning point was, hey, you know what? Those friends may be smarter than you, maybe more successful than them. But in terms of network marketing, he knew more than what they did. If he just took a test about network marketing, they will all fail. So why listen to their advice? 
right? If you're listening to this right now, or the naysayers, the negative people, you already know more, ML Nation, you already know more than the other people out there. So stop listening to them. Love them, don't hate them, but you don't need to listen to them. You know, we are, and get, you know, get with it, we are always selling, right? And selling requires influence. Like, so serve others. You know, how do you, how to have influence? Serve. Serve, serve. He gave great examples. Angel Fletcher, Ray Higdon, Julie Burke, all three leaders, awesome leaders that have been on ML Nation. You can go search for them. Just go to mlnation.net for slash podcast. Julie Burke, also Angel Fletcher, Ray Higdon. Ray Higdon was episode three. The other two I don't have to know on the top of my mind, but amazing shows. Angel Fletcher, Julie Burke. And it's about providing content that serves, right? Serves. Don't be, you know, you should not be selling the company. Don't be selling the company because it, it, I think the, there's so many reasons why people Google it. You know, people don't buy companies. They buy celebrities. People attract it. But the thing is, it disempowers you because you want to be the authority. And the great advice, if you're not successful, obviously if you have created success, you have success, share that. But if you haven't had the success yet, then acknowledge someone else. Each, every one of you, you know someone, your company that's been successful already. Acknowledge that. Show them what this business can do. You can acknowledge someone on ML Nation. A leader has been on ML Nation. Acknowledge that, right? Serve others. Put out content out there that inspires, educates, and entertains. Another very inspiring thing, inspiring thing from the show is fear is good. This comes from a war art. That's a long, long uh, quote there. And uh, I actually read War of Art, I think, back five years ago. And it actually, actually really inspires me to reread that book. You can read that book in like an hour or two hours. The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, amazing book. Fear is good. Because that is actually, that means we're actually about to do something big, right? And another good thing, a uh, good hack, kind of these mental hacks of Fernie. Fernie t- admits that he's a lazy guy, but he always had the fear of disappointing mentors and teachers. And he created a count of number, he created an environment so he won't default to his laziness. So a lot of you here, maybe you want to watch TV, you don't want to build a business, you're kind of lazy, right? So you create the environment. So you won't default to that laziness. The environment could be mentors, accountability partners, right? Something that keeps you focused. Last thing is only listen to those who have achieved success you want to achieve. You know, and uh, stop listening. I mean, stop listening. Talk to more people who have problems and desires that your product and business can fulfill. And always aim to serve others. Really good show from Fernie Sabatos. Make sure you connect with them. Just search for Fernie and MLNation.net. Do it in the search bar. Fernie, F-E-R-N-Y. And MLNation, if you like these episodes, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. The reviews mean a lot. Not to just to our team, but entire MLM community so we can find our show and makes this profession. I was, I'm loud, you know, I'm loud and proud to be in network marketing. You know, makes this profession even better and stronger. So, hey, go out there. Make it happen. Serve others. Listen. Find out what other problems, people's problems, desires are. Go serve them. Help them. Go out there and make it an amazing day. Remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.